0: Or you can find us at our website, madorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today.
1: Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Jeremiah, we came on the wrong Sunday. They're having a meal next Sunday. Uh, (laughs) I I saw that announcement. I said, man, I missed it there. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, familiar scripture, simply says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. It is my attempt tonight to preach to you for a little while, if you'll help me on this thought, Seasons, circles, and cycles. Seasons, circles, and cycles. Would you set your Bibles down? Could we take just one more praise break tonight? Come on. Could we thank Him for how great He is? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're going to help me, you can be seated. If not, remain standing. That way I know where you're at. Even the sound people sat down, so I think everybody's going to help. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Ecclesiastes, written by the wisest man outside of Jesus that ever lived He said, for everything, there is a season. I believe God wants us to be reminded tonight that in life, there are just seasons. There are things that we go through. There are spiritual experiences, financial experiences, marital experiences, on and on. The list could go. And there are just seasons that sweep through all of those things. Amen. We've got to understand that life is just full of those seasons. Amen. Amen. Not too long ago, I was in the hospital and I was on the top floor and was with a family as they were saying their final goodbyes to a loved one. When I dried my eyes, I got on the elevator and rode a couple floors down, and helped a family welcome a new baby into this world. There are just seasons. For everything, the Bible said, there is a season. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down. A time to build up. You get it? I could keep going, but the truth is that life on here, here in earth and time is just full of seasons. The reason I point this obvious point out to you tonight is this, is that the enemy of our soul would love for us to misinterpret seasons as our lot in life. Amen. If you could give me just a little more juice up here, I, I promise I don't, don't hurt them, just hurt me. He would love for us to misinterpret the seasons we go through, as that is the prophetic destiny over my life. He wants us to believe that the turmoil, the pain, the difficulty that we experience in this life, that it is permanent and not passing. That it's there to stay. It's something that we're stuck to deal with. And I will tell you, far too many people are buying the the enemy's lie. And they're believing that their season is forever. And so they live their life strategies according to the seasons. But seasons are just natural. They're not even the devil. I know I hate to break that to you because we blame even flat tires on the devil. We're preaching a doctrine of the devil that's not even in the Bible. We've got him just one step below the almighty God. I'll tell you, your flat tire was just a nail. It wasn't the devil. It, it was just, you didn't change them for 80,000 miles. They were just worn out. Not even a season. It's just reality. But seasons are just part of life. There's, there's times where we're feasting. There's times where it feels like we're in a famine. And so, when you're going through one of life's many seasons, you've got to understand just as surely as seasons come in, seasons go out. Now, I don't know about you, but I woke up feeling a little like I got a little extra sleep this morning. But even we were coming here tonight, I'm looking around, the sun's shining. Well, I could have been golfing today. It's November the 5th, it feels great outside. I'm thinking, man, what's going on? But I guarantee you, if you just wait a few days, even if the sun shines, you're not going to find my carcass on a golf course because the season is going to change. But just as surely as winter's going to come, if you just let the clock keep turning, springtime's going to come. Have you ever noticed just about the time winter has grown long and cold? All of a sudden, here comes the sun again. It's just the seasons. But just as surely as spring will feel great and beautiful, summer will come, and some of you will say, I can't stand the hot any longer. But just hang on. Let the clock keep turning. Let the calendar keep turning. And here comes fall. And that's beautiful. And they got pumpkin spice lattes. And if you're like me, I was enduring listening to Christmas records at my home yesterday. I put that on Facebook. People thought that was cool. I was putting it on there because I was mad. (laughs) But that season will change too. Because life is full of seasons. Here's why I'm preaching this to you tonight. Because if the devil can get you in a season when it seems like things aren't going the way you want them to go. If he can get you to believe that you're stuck there, if he can get you to believe that God's never going to bring you out of there, you will start to make confessions according to your season. You'll start to say things like, I'm depressed. Instead of saying, I might be in a season of depression, but I'm going to come out on the other side of it. Somebody needs to tell the devil tonight, I'm just in a season. I'm going through a trial. I'm going through a difficulty. But it's just a season. It'll change. I'll come out of it. I'll get on the other side of it. Oh, clap your hands and praise him tonight. Come on, praise him with me tonight. You can't, you can't confess according to your season because the season will turn amen if every time you get in a dark season of life you start believing that's your destiny you're going to walk steps out according to what the lie that you've just bought Ah, but when the enemy comes and the clouds hang low in my life i remember that i've been called of god I remember that there's a prophetic destiny over my life and I can't confess according to what I feel. I can't confess according to the wind that has blown into my life. I've just got to remember it may be late, but late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn the seasons I wonder if there's anybody in here tonight that needs the season to turn. You need the calendar to turn. What you've been going through has got you down. But you need something that will raise you up tonight. Come on, praise him with me. Hallelujah. 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 We can get so bogged down in those seasons. That we feel like it's what God has for us. But I came to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell tonight. It's just a season. Uh, look at somebody near you. You know how I preach, I need crowd participation. Look at somebody near you and say, It's just a season. Just hang on hang on you say brother wilkes this word is not for me tonight then that means god already turned your season so you ought to help me preach it for the person in here tonight that can't see their way out of the storm that can't see their way out of the trial that can't see their way out of what they're going through you need to be a testament that says look what god did for me he brought me out of it he brought me on the other side of it it was just a season It was just a season. Oh, clap your hands and praise him with me tonight. Come on, praise him with me tonight. Here's all I'm saying. Don't let the devil bend your spirit low because you're in a season. You make up your mind, I'm going to come out of this. You hadn't heard the last thing from me, devil. You hadn't heard the last shout out of my life, devil. Come on. You know, the, you know who the powerful person is? It's the person that can shout when the bills are paid or they can shout when they ain't got no money to pay the bills. Because their shout is not predicated on the season they're in. Their shout is predicated on who God is. Oh, somebody praise him with me a little bit tonight. The next thing I want to preach is about the circles. You see, the seasons are natural. They're, they're, winter is not the devil's fault. And all your storms are not the devil's fault either. And stop giving him credit for it. They're just, it's seasons are just natural. But the circles are different. Circles are those moments of life. Uh, I'm hesitant to even say it. Circles are those moments of life, brother, being where it feels like we cannot make any progress. We get to a certain point, and something always happens right then. I hate being so right. Well, because when you act silent like that, I can say, oh, I missed that. I'll move on to the next point, but I know I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> it's those moments when, you know, the church, we, and I'm just using an arbitrary number here, but we, we get to, to run at 130, back down to 100, 130, back down to 100. And it's like it's this this never-ending circle we can't seem to get any real progress. The minute we seem to be gaining ground in our personal spiritual development with God, all of a sudden something throws us back again. Oh, you're doing a real good job. You're like those folks in Vivi on Sunday morning. Get them, get them, pastor, get them. No, I'm preaching to you. That ain't the first time I've been here. I know who you are now those moments where it just seems like we just can't get over that hump, you know? It's a circle. But here's the problem with circles. They're not natural. Seasons are natural. Circles are not natural, and they feel diabolical. But they're not. They're sent from God. I'm sorry, was it something I said? Uh... Uh, Brother Gill said to me something one time. He said that he hoped I never preached on stages I wasn't prepared to walk on. And when he said that to me, I thought, well, that didn't go down as easy as I'd like. (laughs) But I sure thank God for it. Because I would hate to get out of a circle pattern that I'm not ready for. Do you know that it should have took those people 11 days? To make a journey that took them 40 years. Because every time they started getting a little progress, they went back around the mountains again back around the mountains again. I just come to tell this church tonight under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, when God puts you in a circle, it's not the devil holding you back. It's, 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 not, it's nobody in the church holding you back. It's God positioning you. It's God preparing you. It's God making sure you got the stuff you need to take you the places he wants to take you. I need you to help me worship right here. Come on, clap your hands and worship with me a little bit. Uh, Come on, praise him with me. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I believe that. God's a God of progress. You haven't read your Bible. God is a God of prepared progress. What what was pastor meaning when he said to me he didn't want me to walk on stages I wasn't prepared for? Because it would be a shame for me to preach in places that would be my own undoing. It would be a shame for this church to get overtaken kingdom territory that you're not ready for. And so God... Uh, I know this ain't what you want to hear. I'll get to the good stuff later. But I'm just telling you stop blaming the devil for taking you back around the mountains. It's God preparing you because if you went there now, you weren't ready for it. You have. Oh, See, here's the thing we all think we're ready for it, we all think we got the stuff it's going to take. I'm telling this church tonight, Medora Pentecostal Church, you have no idea what God would desire to do through you. You have no idea where God would desire to take you. And he will not let you go until you are ready for it. Oh, worship him. Worship him with me. They, they, They don't quite believe me. Put that scripture in Deuteronomy up there. I think it's Deuteronomy. It's not. We'll try that one. Yeah, perfect. And thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord God led thee. Forty years, should have been 11 days, in the wilderness. Now, this is the word of God. This is not Brother Wilkes, but I'm going to say it. He said, I'm going to take you around the mountain again because I want to humble you. He said, I want you to get something in your spirit this next time around that you don't got now. Because, Brother David, titles are great, young man. But those titles are meaningless if you didn't get something in the journey that prepares you to fulfill the title, the title is just an invitation to become what God... Come on, on. I'm telling you, it's just an invitation to become what God wants you to become. I don't know about you, but I don't want my revival too soon. I don't want my revival before I'm ready. I don't want my harvest until I know that I know I can hang on to it. Woo, clap your hands. Come here, Rhett. What are you writing down? Brother Wilkes is goofy. Whoop. God says, come on. Now I'm going to use a young man because I wouldn't want to embarrass nobody, but this goes for us too. He says, come on, I want to take you somewhere. I want to use you, young man. Oh, no, 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 not yet. We're going to go back around the mountain one more time. Come on, I, I thought I was a breakthrough. All the evangelists are preaching about breakthrough. Brother Wilkes come around, talking about circling the mountains again. I know, but there's a process, Rhett. We gotta go, what are you doing? He, I tell you, Can I tell you what's happening? God said, I wanna humble thee. Now you just hang right there, okay? Don't go get in the breakthrough yet. We ain't there yet. What do you mean? You wanna humble me. Brother Wilkes, what do you mean coming here on a Sunday night preaching about God humbling me? Here's what I'm saying to you. God wants to do something so big with the people that are in the earth right now that when people see what he's done, they look at us and say, there ain't no way he could have done that. When God gets ready to use you, young man, he wants to make sure that you're not going to be interested in just your name being on flyers. He's God. He's going to make sure that if you lay hands on the sick and they recover, that you're not just going to start a healing ministry and make sure people know who you are. He wants to make sure. He wants to make sure that we know unto him be all the glory and the honor and the power. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Come on, praise him. He said, okay, I got it, Brother Wilson. No, you don't. We're going to go back around. He said, because it's not enough for me to humble you. He said, I want to prove you. Uh, Before, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. He said, before you get out there and start doing the things I want you to do, I want you to know in your heart, I want you to know in your heart that it's me that has went before you. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. Some of you came here tonight to mark time. I didn't come to mark time. I came to tell somebody in the spirit, God wants to use you, but he's got to prove it to you. You know why? Because he don't want us to get out there, Rhett, and start saying, who me? He don't need a Gideon spirit in this. We don't need a Gideon spirit in this hour. He said, so I'm going to humble you. Then I'm going to prove you. And here's the big one. You're not going to want to amen me. I've struggled to get you amen so far. It's going to be rough on this one. He said, but I want to show you what is in your heart. Because the blessings of God will overtake a man or woman that don't have their heart in the right place. Uh, I, I know we all want to hear about revival and blessing, but can I tell you what's just as important as revival and blessing is how can we maintain the harvest? Right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, you you're still good? You never know. You might get a calling on you just up here helping me. You never know. He said, I'm going to humble you. I'm going to prove you. He said, you know why? Because I want to show you what's in your heart. As holy as you might think you are, None of us know our hearts. None of us know. I was preaching in Kentucky last week, and I was so moved when I got done. The pastor, he was the first one to the altar at that church, and I heard the first words out of his mouth with tears streaming down his face. He said, search me, God. Search me, God. Can I tell you revival churches still need people that are full of a search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. He said, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to humble you. You know why? He said, I want you to know. I want you to know what's in your heart, whether you will keep the commandments or not. He said, because here's the deal. We've been circling. Circles, Seasons are natural. Circles are from God. And so a church, an individual, will go into a circling pattern. But there comes a moment. You can be seen. There comes a moment. No, come here. I don't want you writing that stuff about me again. Come here there comes a moment when you've circled for the last time and God gets a hold of a church and says, we've come past these mountains long enough. Tell the people that they go forward. You know what? And I'm going to preach about cycles before it's over with. But you are ministering to a generation that is obsessed with breaking cycles. But the problem is, is what we're calling cycles is often just God's circles. And if we would just learn what we should have learned in the circle, God will tell us it's time to go forward. This has got to be a church that's got their mind made up. I'm going forward. I don't want last year's revival. I want revival this year. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Come on, praise him. Woo! You see, the enemy loves when we're stuck circling, my friend, because he doesn't care if we think it's God or the devil or what it is, because there's no progress. We just get we get to a certain place, here we go again. But there comes that moment. When God says, you know what, Brother Seth? They got it. I talked about you at men's conference, by the way. You heard that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. There comes a moment when God says they got it. I look down at them this time, and there's a little bit of humility about them. I look down at them this time, and they've searched their heart, and they've laid bare before me. And when a church gets to that place, that's when the prophetic utterances over that church start to become... They start to become a reality. You know why? Because God said the circling is about over. You've circled these mountains long enough. He said, I've proved you. I've humbled you. I've showed you what's in my heart. Now it's time for you to make up your mind. I'm coming out of this circle. I wish three or four people would throw your hands up in the air and tell the enemy and tell the Lord, I'm coming out of this circle. Come on, lift your voice up and magnify him. Come on, praise him. Come on, lift your voice and magnify him. Hallelujah. I got to say this. I got to say this. Get this, buddy. Write this down. Seasons are natural. Circles are from God. Don't confuse the season as, as God delaying you forever. And don't confuse the circle as the devil has got you bound. The circle, I need you to respond to this. The circle is proof that God wants to take you somewhere you've never been before. Anybody? Does that resonate with anybody? You feel like you can only get so far. You can, brother Dylan. You can only get so deep in this. Your ministry gets to a certain apex and then back down again. That's not the devil. That's God saying to you, young man, I want to take you somewhere you have never been before. But you've got to make up your mind. I'm going to learn the process in the circle. Come on, somebody help me worship in this house. Come on, help me worship in this house tonight. The circle is proof that God wants to show you things you've never seen. Take you places you've never been. What's it going to be like when Brother Dylan grabs the mic and gets up to preacher teaching? You say, well, we've heard him before. And all of a sudden they say, he didn't sound like himself tonight. Something got a hold of him. He put the comic books down and got in the Bible for once. I'm just kidding. I don't even know if comic books are a thing anymore. Probably not. What's going on with Brother Dylan? I'll tell you what, he can pass the mountains long enough until he got it. Until he got it. I'm trying to stretch you right now because God wants to increase the capacity of this church. But it can't. God's not going to put on us more than we can bear. If He unloads the harvest right now, it would consume us. But God wants to prepare us. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Would you lift your hands with me right now? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Can I say something um, direct? But I wouldn't be rude, not with the bishop in the house. I'm going to say something direct. You know what you cannot do, Medora? You better not learn how to go through the motions when you come to church. We better not get to a place where we stop expecting the unexpected. Where we stop making room for the supernatural. Well, Brother Wilkes, the circle is a faith killer. Because the minute I start to believe for it again, I go back around the mountain. Well, I come with maybe not a well-said word tonight, but I came with a word from the Holy Ghost to tell you, you've come past these particular mountains long enough. It's time for this church to go forward. It's time for this body to go forward. You've nursed those wounds long enough. You've nurtured that pain long enough. Come on, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm not afraid to keep going. I'm telling somebody, you need a boldness to rise up in you tonight and say, Brother Wilkes, I feel what you're preaching. I've got my mind made up. I'm going forward. I've got my mind made up. I'm not going to hang on to yesterday, but I'm going to make up my mind in my spirit that I'm going forward into what God has for me. Come on, let's lift our voice and praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him with me right now. Come on, I need about 30 seconds of praise in here. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the enemy wants us to feel delayed. But we've really just been prepared. He wants us to feel denied. And we've really just been positioned. But sooner or later, the circling has to run its course. Uh, Somebody's got to leave with something in your spirit tonight. That says, I have looked at that particular mountain for the last time in my life. I'm going to get the message of the circle. I'm going to get the message God is trying to teach me in the circle. There comes a moment for Joshua and those people. It was when you see the Ark of the Covenant. When you see that start to move. You better get ready. I preached that here a couple years ago about the edge. I'm not going to re-preach it to you. But I'm telling you, when you start seeing the spirit moving, when you start seeing God preparing people, you need to have something in your spirit that says, God, I'm tired of the circle. Seasons are natural. Everybody say natural. Circles are sent from God. But cycles, make no mistake about it, Cycles are sent from the devil himself. Cycles are sent to churches to stop us in the same places that they stopped generations before. Listen to listen to Brother Wilkes tonight. The enemy wants the harvest of this church. He wants the harvest of this church. And when you see I'm in a cycle. The church is in a cycle. Something has got to rise up within you that says seasons are natural. Circles were from God. But what I feel right now is from the pits of hell. There's a phrase I used to hear when I was a kid, talk about you got to put your foot down. I never learned what that meant. But But I think I know what it meant. It means when you get enough of something, you've got to put your foot down. Say, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm done fooling around with this. I'm telling you, we've got to get our mind made up in the apostolic church that we are tired. We are tired. You know what problems we should give our pastors? We should give them a people problem. And I don't mean you start having problems. I mean, you ought to have enough people in this church that, that pastor's not worried about anything other than where we're going to put all the people. You say, Brother Wooks, are you crazy? You're over here in Medora, there's not many people. Is that the cycle you want to die in? Is that the lie you want to buy from hell? Is that what you're willing to just go down and say, well, you know, God couldn't do no. I'm just, we're just over there in a little poor old my door. Is that, is that the cycle that you're going to let the enemy tell you? Or are you going to say, I've had enough of that. I'm going to put my foot down and tell the devil. I'm telling, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost right now. This place being full of people is the will of God. I said, it's the will of God. I've told you before, there's prophetic canopies over this church. I believe that the power of God rests upon this church, but I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight, don't die in the season, don't die in the circle, and whatever you do, fight the cycle. You know what I call that back home, what you just did? I'm not rebuking you, but I'm embarrassing you. I call that a golf clap. Do you understand, some of you, what would happen in your life if you'd break the cycle off of you? It would break the cycle off your spouse. And if it broke the cycle off your spouse, it would break it off your children. I'm telling you, for weeks and weeks and weeks, I would be preaching places, and the Lord kept putting this phrase in my heart, double portion. But it didn't ever make sense with what I was preaching. And I wrestled with that because I mean, I'm willing to just say whatever God tells me to say, but it needs to at least make sense to me. It don't always make sense to others. I mean, I'd just be preaching about the most random thing, and I'd hear double portion, double portion, double portion. So we had an evangelist back home today. He gets up there and says, my title is the double portion blessing. Needless to say, he had my attention. You know what he preached to us and got to the end of it? You know what the double portion is? The first portion is your blessing. The second portion is the blessing upon your family. We need some cycle breakers in this room tonight that'll say, I'm not going to let what happened to my ancestors happen to me. I'm not going to let what happened to previous generations happen to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm careful. I'm careful because I know, I know we're, we're, all, we're on the Internet here, and so I'm going to edit this up a little bit just to save face a little bit. But can I tell you, I know a little bit about cycles. My great-grandfather, who I did not know, was a powerful evangelist. Worked all in the south in Louisiana. Powerful man of God. But he couldn't keep his morals clean. Couldn't keep his heart right. And so he ended up leaving his wife and falling into adultery and lost his ministry, sadly. Can I tell you, my grandfather never got his ministry off the ground because he couldn't keep his heart right. My father's a great man of God. Pray for him. He's I just brought him back home to the nursing home there in VV. But my father had some struggles in life. And I started pastoring that church. You want to know what the enemy would come in and tell me late at night? I got your Great grandpa that you didn't know. I got your grandfather. I got your daddy. In one of these days, you're gonna fall on your face. But I had to make up my mind. I'm gonna break that cycle. I'm not gonna. Come on! I don't care if you come from a family of alcoholics. Break the cycle. If you come from a family of addicts, break the cycle. I wish somebody would clap your hands uh, and magnify the Lord with me. Come on, praise him a little bit. Stay right there for a second. I got a word from the Holy Ghost for you. My message, my intention was to preach, if you break the cycle, Mm -hmm. your children won't have to face it. But the Holy Ghost just hit me and said, tell Medora Church, if they break the cycle, I'll break that cycle in the land that they live somebody break the cycle of poverty right now somebody break the cycle of addiction right now somebody break the cycle of come on of divorce in this area somebody break that cycle break it over the land hey come Hey, Taya boha. Now don't don't make this let you doubt my spirit. I promise you I feel the Holy Ghost. What's this county? It's just slipping my mind. Jackson. Jackson County, you know what God's saying? He's saying, you can come to this church, and if you'll break the cycle in your life, I'm going to break it over Jackson County. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, I feel poverty being broken over this community right now. You say, Brother Wilkes, you don't know what you're saying. It's always been that way. I'm telling you, break the cycle then. If it's always been that way, break the cycle. come on praise him with me come on praise him praise him watch me here watch me here every time it got harvest time the bible said every time judges 6 I believe it is every time they got ready to have a harvest, there's two groups of people that would come in. said the Midianites and the Amalekites would come in after their harvest. We're about to break something in the Holy Ghost in this room right now. I I don't have time for a Bible study and I wouldn't attempt to give one in front of Brother Walls ever in my life. But let me just say it. The Sunday school edition. Amalekites. You can easily tape... Trace that back to a type and shadow of the flesh. Uh, about every time this church gets to that mark, I'm telling you, there's a 200, 300 soul revival in this community. And just about the, every time we get there, just about the time we get ready to cross that threshold where we've never been before, here comes the Amalekites' flesh all of a sudden, people that know to do better start living ways they shouldn't live. Now, I'm not going to meddle. I I'm not, I wouldn't dare. In, I'd meddle in every pulpit in this world, but not this one. But I'm just going to tell you what I feel in my spirit. It's time for some homes to get rededicated. It's time for some families to get reconsecrated. It's time for some of you to say, you know what? I wasn't made for that. I wasn't made for that. I was made to serve God. I was made to please God. Come on, would you help me worship right here? We're going to break the cycle in Jackson County. I said we're going to break the cycle in Jackson County. And just about the time, just about the time the harvest is there, flesh shows up. But it wasn't just the Amalekites. The Bible said the Midianites were there at harvest time. Oh, it must be harvest time around here. Midianites. Midian. Again, I wouldn't give a Bible study in front of the walls, but I will give you this little snippet. Midian literally means strife. Now, I just preach like I'm in VV, and I know this don't ever happen here, but just about the moment, we're about to cross over. All of a sudden, people start looking across the aisle. Ah. I wish I didn't know I feel the Holy Ghost right here. I'd just move on. I haven't ate in a few hours. I'm getting hungry. But this ain't the hour to get an issue with a brother. This ain't the moment to get an issue with a sister. This isn't the moment to get something in your spirit that would cause you to stay home from church. This isn't the moment to this in the moment to let pastor teach something and all of a sudden it doesn't settle just right with you. That's the millionites. They want your harvest but I came to reign on the devil's parade tonight and tell you, you can't have my harvest. You can't have my revival. You can't have it. I'm going to break that cycle. Come on, praise him with me. Come on, praise him with me. Come on, lift up your voice and praise him. (laughs) Brother Wilkes, I thought you were preaching about cycles. I am. Go home and read it. It wasn't once, it was every time harvest got near. There come flesh and there comes strife. Ah. Again, I know it doesn't happen in Medora, but I've seen it a hundred times in Vivian. I've only pastored 17 years. But just about the time we get ready for the revival, I'm talking about the revival of the taking, where, where, where the reaper's overtaking the planter. I, I, I start seeing faces I've never seen, and all of a sudden, you never, out of nowhere, people start doing things they know not to do. And I hope I'm not crossing ground. If I am, heaven help me tonight. But saint of God, living right still matters. Talking right still matters. Doing what's right still matters. It's harvest time. Woo. I don't feel to let off of it. I'll just be honest with you. I still believe in walking down to that altar and saying, God, I've brought some things into my home that don't belong there. I've brought some... uh, I still believe in getting out my cell phone and deleting apps if they're a hindrance to me. I, st- I got, I felt my call to ministry in between my 14th birthday and my 15th birthday. Somebody asked me one time, said, "How did you make it?" I'll tell you how I made it. I prayed through every single Sunday night. Really? Why? Because I needed it every single Sunday night. But I got something in my spirit as a young man that says when I'm struggling, I get down to that altar because I can't let that struggle grow in me. I can't let that sin develop in me. I I'm telling you, I feel an old-fashioned revival in here. I feel some loosening of some things. I feel some chains being broken. Come on, clap your hands and worship with me right now. Huh? Come on, let's worship.
0: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
1: Now I'll tell you, I feel I feel that we can take authority in a room and we can rebuke to a certain degree strife. But I can't cast the flesh out of you. That's right. That's good. It's got to die out of you. That's right. And I promise, your pastor is going to be my pastor till one of us is no longer here. So I ain't going anywhere. And as long as he'll let me come, I'm going to keep coming and I'm not going to go away. But I want to tell somebody tonight, if you're ever going to get any further than where you are, you got to make up your mind. I'm not leaving here tonight with that a part of my life, with that a part of my mind, with that a part of my spirit. I'm going to let it die at the altar of forgiveness. I'm going to let it die on the altar of repentance. Come on, lift up holy hands with me. Come on. Come on, worship, worship. Uh, It didn't really make sense, Brother David. It didn't really make sense when I put it in my notes, but it does to me now. I'll read it to you right out of my notes. I will tell you what will break the cycle. What will break the cycle in your harvest is if somebody will crucify their flesh again. And then the very next line on those notes says this, Give us clean hands and a pure heart. I didn't come to mess with nobody tonight. I I didn't come to cause no trouble tonight. But I want to run every devil out of here. I want to run every spirit out of here that would keep you from the revival. Come on, worship, worship, worship. I wish somebody would lift up your voice right now. Come here, Brother Jeremiah. i got a lot more preaching there. I'll come back some other time and preach that. But I want to I use this, and this is not why I brought him tonight. I brought him because uh, it's a long drive home at night. And he has caught my spirit for our church. And I knew I'd have somebody to talk to. But I was talking about him the other day when he wasn't around. I'm going to tell you about this young man. If I could tell you about his family history, you would not know how he's here tonight. But I've been his pastor for 17 years. He's been in ministry for how many years now? 12 years. And I can take you, Brother Dylan, to about three or four. We'll say three so it makes him sound better. I can take you to about three, and I'm not, I'm not a dogman, if, I'm not an on-people kind of pastor. I, I believe in mercy and grace because I've experienced a lot of it. Right. But I can take you to about three times in his life where I had to privately say, Jeremiah, that's not what we're going to do. Or Jeremiah, do you, I don't know if you made the right decision there. Or Jeremiah, there's some things going on in your home pastor's concerned about. And can I tell you, this is what I was saying about him the other day when he was nowhere around. I said those three times I remember in the conversation knowing this could go either way. He could, he's probably going to say the right thing to my face, but he could hang up that phone or he could walk out of this office and say, you know what, I'm never coming back here. But I watched this young man submit his self to what I was asking of him. And every time he has done that, I watched God elevate him in the kingdom of God. I'm not saying here in Medora, but we've reached a point in the apostolic church in America where nobody can tell us anything. Let me help you with that. If you want a harvest of minimal for the rest of your life, that's okay. But if you want what God has for you, you've got to die at that altar and say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Not my wants, but your wants. Not my feelings, but your feelings, God. I want what you have for me. Stand with me all over this room tonight. You know what I've learned in moments like this? it's best to put yourself in the message regardless of whether or not you think it's for you. Now, I'm just telling you, and I say this respectfully, if God could turn a sermon that direction and Bishop Walls be the first one to walk down to an altar, then I'm pretty convinced everybody else in the house needs to say, sign me up, Lord. It's not about... Somebody trying to make you feel like a dirty, rotten sinner. It's about, I want to come back a year or so from now. And I want to see some of you have been places in God you never thought you could go. But I'm telling you, you've got to make up your mind. Amalekites, get your hands off my harvest. Midianites, get your hands off my harvest. We've worked too hard for that harvest. We sowed too much for that harvest. We prayed too much for that harvest. I'm going to break that cycle.
0: our ministry.